0: Does the Bible have anything to say about saving money? In fact, there's a whole lot to say, and there's one thing you'll be surprised by. Today, we're going to talk about four things the Bible says about saving, and one thing you need to know before you set aside one dime. I'm Jesse Wisniewski, and this is Modern Church Leader. Welcome to Modern Church Leader, a short daily show to help you grow your church, be more effective and efficient, and powerful for the kingdom of God. Living on the edge is a phrase often tossed around as a joke in conversations. But for most people in the United States, they're living on the edge financially, and this isn't a laughing matter. According to a recent study by Go Banking Rates, more than half of Americans have less than 1,000 in savings. Not only is this the case, but according to BankRate, 57% of Americans also don't have enough money saved to cover a $500 unexpected expense. So not having enough money in the bank is more than a mathematical problem. A lack of savings can also cause significant stress, which can lead to a host of problems such as depression, anxiety, weight gain or loss, lack of concentration, strained relationships, insomnia, substance abuse, heart disease. So if you find yourself in this situation, know that you don't carry your money burdens alone. In Christ, you can run into the open arms of your heavenly father who will lovingly embrace you, forgive you, and help you to get out of your situation. Now let's park here for just a moment. If you're ready to save, remember this first. Before you cut back your expenses or set aside another dollar, it's essential to remember this about money. Worship with your wealth, but don't worship your wealth. This phrase is more than a punchy platitude. This phrase is rooted in the Apostle Paul's words to Timothy when he said, As for the rich in the present age, Charge them not to be haughty, nor to set aside their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. First Timothy chapter six verse seventeen. The evil money is no respect of persons, and the temptation to sin with money is not reserved for the rich alone. Yes, you may be tempted by the seduction of success and always want more, but you may also fall victim to desiring, to coveting what others have. Both of these scenarios, hope is misplaced in money and possessions, and not in God. There's a big difference between the two, and your bank statements will give you a non-judgmental view of your heart. Now, even though we shouldn't worship wealth, God does lead us to worship with our wealth. From tithing in the Bible to talking about stewardship and generosity, God has revealed his will for the way he would like to manage your money for his glory and your good. When it comes to saving, God doesn't hold back. Instead, he provides a ton of practical and relevant advice we can follow to save and invest our money well. Here are four things we find out about saving in the Bible. Number one, plan for your future. In Genesis 41 verses 34 through 36, we read "Let Pharaoh proceed to appoint overseers over the land and take one fifth of the produce of the land of Egypt during the seven plentiful years. And let them gather all the food of these good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh for food in the cities and let them keep it. That food shall be a reserve for the land against the seven years of famine that are to occur in the land of Egypt, so that the land may not perish through the famine. In this passage, God revealed to Joseph that Egypt was going to experience a significant famine. The availability of food was uh, was going to be scarce, and if they didn't plan for this event, the people of Egypt would starve. God will most likely not provide you with such a clear picture of your future like he did for Joseph in Egypt, But what we see in the Bible verses about saving money is God's will for us to save for our future, which includes expenses we should expect, like college and retirement, as well as costs we didn't plan for, like a car breaking down or fixing a leak in your house's roof. So to help you prepare for your future, here's what the Bible says about saving money and planning. Number two, be diligent. Saving for your future doesn't happen by accident. If you have a a fever to save money, you don't need more cowbells. What you need is diligence. In other words, you don't only need to make a plan to save for the future, but you have to work your plan consistently. Basically, you have to cut expenses, set aside money and some sort of fun. So God often contrasts diligent people with lazy people. In general, the diligent person who we should exemplify is spoken of favorably by God and is the person who gets ahead financially. When it comes to talking about laziness, God doesn't mince words. What we'll observe in the scriptures about saving money is God uses strong words to comfort, uh, confront people who struggle with being idle and let it be known that not working is one sure way you'll end up in poverty. So number three, save consistently. One key found in the Bible verses about being smart with money is consistency. So when it comes to saving money, consistently setting aside something every month, even if you think it's little, can lead you to reap huge benefits in the future, especially if you start at an early age, thanks in large part to something that's called compound interest. So as you prepare to save, feel free to start small. Fight the pressure of making big changes or not feeling like you should save it all if you can't set aside as much as you would like right now. So number four, save paycheck to paycheck. In a recent survey by career builder, in a recent survey by career builder, the vast majority of Americans live paycheck to paycheck. For some of you uh, listening to this or watching this day, you may not really be able to do anything else at the moment. From just getting started in your career to simply not making enough money, there are different reasons why you You have to live check to check and don't have enough money left over at the end of the month to save. Now, for others listening or watching this today, you're just spending too much money. American credit card debt is more than $1 trillion. And according to one study, Americans said their worst financial habit was spending too much on things they don't need. So another essential lesson we can learn from Bible verses about saving money and Bible verses about debt is to spend less and save more. So instead of spending paycheck to paycheck, make plans to save check to check. So how much should you save? How much should you save? Honestly, I don't know. I think I'm legally legally obligated not to say. So after you study the Bible verses about saving money and investing, you'll be able well on your way to understand some of the best financial management practices. So to figure out how much money you should specifically save and invest to meet your goals, it's best to seek advice of a trusted financial advisor. So he or she will be able to point you in the right direction. In the meantime, I pray this helps you to work through how you save and invest your money. Thanks for listening. Please review Modern Church Leader on Apple Podcasts and visit our website for more resources at tithe.ly or follow the links in the show notes.